Hey there. This week, I uh, went through my podcast archive for you, and this is an episode that I originally released on the Daryl Perry podcast, one of the Almost Daily episodes, um, around how self-confidence plays into how we view ourselves at, at the deepest level. So, um, you know, I, and I'm going to release these older episodes, re-release those older episodes on this feed from time to time, because uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of these topics, a lot of the in some in conversations, because there's some old interviews as well, um, you know, they tend to get buried, uh, but... There's a lot of, of really practical, useful stuff. And the biggest thing for me with podcasting is I like to get conversations started. So anything that you hear in this particular episode, I want to hear from you, any thoughts that you have. And uh, the best way to get in touch with me is either on Instagram. You can always DM at Daryl T. Perry. That's D-A-R-Y-L-T-P-E-R-R-Y. Uh, or you can email me. That is Daryl at DarylPerry.com. That's D-A-R-Y-L at D-A-R-Y-L-P-E-R-R-Y. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. This is episode 557. We're going to talk about confidence and self-image. This starts with how you view yourself in your own head. Then the way that you view your capabilities, the way that you view your body, it, it all stems from that. Here's the funny thing. Um, I woke up this morning and I was like, you know, the podcast with Willie is coming out, the uh, What I Live For podcast, episode out now, Spotify, Apple, wherever else it is that you listen. I don't think, with that coming out and that being such a good conversation, I don't think I'm going to do a solo podcast today, almost daily. And then I was listening to Andy and Jenna on uh, Whiskey in a Teacup, and they're talking about body image. And I'm I'm sitting here listening to this, I'm nodding along, I'm laughing, um, and, uh, and oh, by the way, Andy, uh, on the open, on the opener that you did on the singing, uh, total one to four scale, absolutely a four. Um, but as I'm, as I'm listening to this, they're talking about something that is really at the root of all this, which is how you see yourself in your own head. What's your, you know, what, what's. What's your mindset around the life that you're leading, the life that you're building? Like, how do you view this? Because how you view it really determines all, yes, how successful you'll be with things, whether we're talking about weight loss, whether we're talking about business, whatever it is that we're talking about. Um, but ultimately, how happy you'll be. Because, and, and this is my point of view on it, which is you can get as lean as you want, you can get as big as you want, you can look however it is, however you want your body to look, you, you can do that. But if you're not working on how you view yourself as an individual, then and, and, and really having a place, you know, coming from a place of confidence there, you're not going to be happy. And you're always going to be looking for that next thing. You're going to hope that that next thing is going to fix quote unquote, you know, air quotes, how you view yourself. Now, how can I talk to you about this? One, I want to talk to you about this from a guy's perspective. Um, they, they were obviously, they were very clear. They're like, we're speaking about this from a woman's perspective because we're women. Um, I can tell you from a guy's perspective because we're humans, humans are emotional creatures. Guys have emotions too. 
that's starting to be more of a, a message that's coming out. And that's a message that we need to continue to put out there, which is we're guys, we have emotions, we deal with things, um, you know, and, and we have a lot of the same feelings. Uh, we have to deal with them as well. And one of the most, ins- one of the biggest insecurities we have is how we see ourselves. Now for me, and again, where's my perspective on this come from? Um, I'm somebody that was born with a physical disability, noticeably disabled, noticeably. Okay. So when somebody sees me in public, like I'm different, it's just like the way that it is. So those eyes are always there, uh, from a, from how I look physically. I mean, my, you know, I I've been at a point in my, at points in my life, I've been very, very lean, um, at, at usually between like 175, 185. And then, uh, I've been ultra skinny at one point I got under 160. That was when I was, my gosh, I was like, I think I was, I was 20, I was 20 years old when, when that was going on. So like I, and I had this thing where I was going up and down with my weight. Now I don't, um, since starting while of 365, since one of the, the, since the main thing on there is not getting on the scale. Uh, and that's kind of the one thing that everything else you can kind of miss here and there, uh, with, with the days, but like you stay off the scale. And the reason you're doing that is you're, you're looking at the actions that you're doing, on a day-to-day basis, how you're eating, how you're exercising, how you're talking to yourself, what's your creative outlet. Like you're paying attention to all these other things and the scale just becomes a byproduct. So how you do that is you stay off the scale for the whole 365 days now. Um, but that's why I've not been, I've not gotten on the scale. So I haven't been on the scale since even before I started this challenge, it's probably been a couple months. I would say right now with how I feel, I probably am around 200 pounds, uh, somewhere between 195 and 205. I, I don't know where. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I know from, I, I can feel the difference between when my body is uh, around 180 uh, versus around 200. I mean, is there a difference? Yeah, but I'm still doing the things that I do. And when you get to the point where you're appreciating more of what your body does, and you're still doing the things, putting weight on it doesn't really like it, it just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't impact you the same way because your relationship with the scale is completely different. Now I talk about this as a guy talking about the scale, because if you notice what I'm mentioning, I can go back into the old ways of being a dieter and tell you exactly how I felt at each weight and like the things that I was happy about, but the insecurities that I still had and the insecurities were, were always there. So, you know, the thing with, in the weight loss communities and the fitness communities, your weight and your body composition is a certain level of status and, uh, you're, you know, it's how people measure how successful they are right, wrong, or indifferent. That's a very easy road to go down. What I'm telling you is that when you start looking at who you are as an individual and you start tying your weight and your, um, and, and how you are able to do things, the types of workouts that you do, and then outside of health and fitness, because this is not just a health and fitness thing, guys. 
So you start, you start tying the work that you do. You know, if you, if you're working for a company, what's the track on your career? If you're an entrepreneur or you're building a business or you're building a brand, you know, what's, what does success look like? And the thing with the world we live in now with social media, um, there's going to be things portrayed out there that uh, in some cases are fabrications and are just complete bullshit. But in other cases, like there's going to be people that are legitimately doing the things that you aspire to do. And how you react to somebody in your own head, how you react to somebody being able to do the things that you do, and maybe they're either at or beyond that place that you think in your head that you would like to be, or if you're really, really on an entitled kick, think you should be, you know, how you process that stuff matters. And when you're, when you're talking to yourself, this is where you really need to make sure that you've, you've set up a solid foundation. This is why you need to be a big supporter of the things that you're doing and not tearing yourself down. And this is where just simple exercises like getting up in the morning, looking at yourself straight in the face and just look like right in the eye and just saying, I love you. Genuinely, I love you. And get to the point where event, at first this is going to feel forced. You might feel like you're doing the, you know, fake it till you make it, which you totally, you know, you're not doing. You're, you're working through this. But you get to a point where you're able to look at yourself in the eye and you're able to say, I love you. We're doing the things that we want to do. Now, are there going to be times where you have to call yourself on on your own bullshit and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> We're not putting the effort in that we could put in. We're not as consistent as we could be. Yeah. So you're going to have honest conversations with yourself because this is the most important relationship that you have. And this feeds into self-confidence. Okay. So this is, and this is why when we're talking, like, I'm, I'm not a fan of fake it till you make it because you don't believe that you're able to do it. I, I think you come from a part of no matter what it is that you're doing that you are capable of doing the things that you want to do. If that's health and fitness, great. Focus on the things that you're capable of doing. What are those types of workouts that you're doing? Um, you know, how are you, uh, how are you challenging yourself with those? And are you using these challenges as benchmarks where you're doing something every few weeks or once a month to like really see how things are progressing? Or do you feel like a failure because you're not pushing yourself each and every workout that you have. I can tell you from a, a logic perspective and like actual enjoyment and being able to make progress long term, you don't kill yourself in every workout. You become, you get to a place where you can take a very systematic approach to where you're working consistently and then you do these benchmark tests and then you see how those tests are going over time. Now, the thing is, is if you're doing benchmarks once a month, and, uh, and you can do those from, you know, strength. You can really pick any strength exercise comes up to either how much weight you're using, how many reps you're doing, combination of both, whatever. If you're going for endurance, you know, it's how long you're able to do an activity. If you're going for performance, like say that's you just going out and, and running a mile or running a 5k and trying to beat your time. Like there's, there's all kinds of performance measures that you can do. And when you start doing these things, 
it's not about, oh, I have to, it's not even about, I have to go out and beat myself each and every time. Even though at first when you're doing these, if you're doing monthly benchmarks for probably the first few months, at least you're, you're going to be seeing noticeable improvements most times out, if not every time out. But you get to the point where it's, you see your identity as I'm somebody that's consistent. I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm measuring against myself regularly. You're not really competing against yourself. We're not there yet. And the reason why is when you start competing with yourself and you don't have that solid foundation of like being on the same page with yourself where you're very encouraging and supportive yet honest with yourself, if you go straight to tearing yourself down, which is probably how you know most most folks have have gotten to this is they think that they have to compete against themselves and that's you know it's it's all about push 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 once you have that foundation of being consistent and being able to be honest with yourself and being supportive with yourself if you want to turn this into a competition go ahead and turn it into a competition but it's very important that you're able to see yourself as somebody that's capable because if you see yourself as being capable that gets into the other thing we're talking about which is confidence And what we've talked about to this point has been a lot of health and fitness stuff, but this goes into all other areas. Podcasting for me. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go through the things for me and kind of like what this has led to how I saw myself in and the beginning of doing something versus now. Okay. So podcasting, this particular podcast started January of 2018 was going to be this format that you're listening to right now, almost daily. It's going to be something practical, practical, something that reinforces the underlining message of being consistent with effort, patient with progress. Um, I did one episode and then for six weeks, didn't do another. How did I break out of that? I said that no matter what it was that I was going to do, I was going to do an episode each day. At the time, Anchor, which is who I still use to record these episodes, uh, the platform I used to record these episodes and put this out, uh, had where you could record three minute segments at a time. So my goal was to do at least three minutes, like one, do at least one segment. So at least three minutes each day. And for the next month, that's what I tried to do. Now I wound up, I got into like week three, like halfway through week three, I think, and just like got busy, like didn't put podcast out for a couple of days. No big deal. Because at that time it was starting to go ahead and stick with me that this was something that I wanted to, that, that I could do. So then I actually did three episodes in a day. And so for the course of that month, I had my 30 or so episodes and it it did what it needed to do. And from that point forward, I started to see myself as somebody that could do this consistently. Okay. Do podcasting consistently. Now, before that, because there's always backstory, right? Uh, I tried to start a blog back in 2015 or even before 2015, 2013 was when the original idea, I remember coming back from a vacation. I had the idea. I was so nervous that somebody was going to register this, this URL that I wanted that I registered the URL, uh, sat on that for a while, basically between 2013 and 2015. Uh, at some point I actually set up a site. I started, it was a WordPress site and I started putting together drafts. I never actually published anything. And I just got in my head and the podcast was going to be the same thing. The way that I saw myself was I'm, I'm not capable of putting out content. I just would get in my own head and it was just a popular narrative. If somebody asked me if I was wanting, because like I had a story to share, had thoughts and opinions, have things that I know 
you know, a fair amount about, which is pretty much what I stick to, but I got in my head. That's kind of how I saw myself. Somebody was just spinning their wheels. How do you break out of that? Well, you take a very, you, you break it down in your head. You have to be honest with yourself. Like, what is it that I'm actually doing or not doing in this particular area of my life? And then you st- start thinking and looking and asking yourself again, is this worth changing? And if it is, you start working at it. Now, this is all about what's going on in your own head and how you see yourself. And I can tell you as somebody that was, I'm, I'm 38 years old now. So as somebody, again, when you're born with a disability and you're, it, you just, you feel like you're behind. Now for me, like physically, I didn't walk until after I was two years old. I was behind at hitting milestones. So that was kind of like how I saw myself. Now, fortunately, um, I had a very, I had a, uh, I had a, a very, very supportive home environment growing up. Okay. And which was good. And when I went to school and I was kind of like starting to interact with, uh, with, with kids at the time, like there were quite a few people that were encouraging and supportive, like of the things that I did. Um, you know, you, you have the other, like you have the stuff as far as, you know, being picked on and, and people saying shit and all that, like, and that happens that just like that was there. And by the way, like those things, I'm minimizing them now. But like into my early 20s, those played into how I saw myself. There, there were things that were said to me when I was like, um, you know, nine, eight, nine, ten years old, which uh, I totally get. Again, going back to the, the uh, podcast that Andy and Jenna did, Andy was talking about comments that were made towards her, her son when he was like, se- like at seven years old. And kudos to her for putting the hammer down on it because that stuff sticks with you. Like how people, people that either, again, and and they touched on this too, people that either kind of surface level know you, people that don't even know you, and certainly people that do know you, like people's opinions can get into your head and really mess with you. And see, this is not a hunt. Once you get, the hang of this stuff in your own head, which like for me, it took years, like past my 30th birthday before I really got a good handle on it. And before I was really able to kind of look at it as a point of reference. So whereas like, if I was saying that I was insecure about myself in my twenties, I would say probably 90 plus percent of the time. I'm not going to say all the time I I was feeling like I was behind and feeling like I was frustrated on things, but it was, it, it, it was a while, like it, or it was a large percentage of the time. And compared to now, and again, this is, this is evolved. This has come with, um, you know, I wanted to make a career change and be, I sold advertising was my first job out of, out of college. And I, I did some other sales stuff and then wanting to go more on the creative side, which typically if you're in sales, you don't move over to creative doesn't happen all that often. So I needed a portfolio to really do that. 
And at the time, so this would have been back in 20, uh, this again would have been 2014. I still, I had this blog thing again, like I had this idea for, of sharing stories and, and, you know, uh, putting my thoughts and opinions out for a while. And it was just on the execution. So like that, that it wasn't happening. So, you know, and I, I'd gotten a personal training certification back in 2011 and then, um, I incorporated a business incorporated your level fitness back in November, 2014, as I mentioned the other day, which is crazy to me. It's been six years at this point. Um, and I, I started gradually just doing the things as far as putting my opinions together, putting myself out there, trying to build a business, uh, having the fake it till you make it mentality and falling on my ass, like falling on my face. And then how do you recover from that? Honestly, like going, putting myself out there to do the things that I wanted to do and not being successful was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because see, then I started asking myself the question that I ask often, which is how many people would be in this exact situation right now that I'm in and quit? That's a question that I continue to come back to. And that's the question that has changed how I view myself over time. And it's funny, I've gone from somebody that would go from nothing is ever good enough for me to like, I, I, if I'm going to put myself out there, it has to be perfect because I'm behind the eight ball on how people view me anyway. So it has to be perfect. I've gone from that to let's just throw it out and see what happens. As a matter of fact, the t-shirt I'm wearing right now is try is just Try it and see. That's what it says. Just try it and see. So hit up Shop YLF if you'd like to pick one of those up, by the way. I appreciate the uh, the support, and I love seeing you guys wearing the merch. So head over there on Instagram, at Shop YLF. Store's linked up. Pick up a shirt. Pick up pick up a tee. Pick up a tank. Pick up a hoodie. Pick it all up. Um, but yeah, it, it just has become... It's it's just become like how I do things. I just literally shrug and I'm like, yeah, we'll see what happens. A lot of my ideas, a lot of them don't really go anywhere near the way that I would like them to at that initial time. Do I look at those as failures? No. You just look at what it is you're doing and you're like, okay, well, I'll put this to the side for now. Might come back to it later, may not. And then every so often there's those things that you do that like really take off and yeah, things evolve as time goes on, but you have things that are successful early on. This podcast has wound up since I started it in January of 2018. And by the time I got to the end of, of 2018, um, it had spun off into interviews and like separate formats and everything else and, and hundreds of episodes. Um, it was successful and it has continued to be successful. To the point as right now, and you know, as I'm going through this, this podcast, I, this episode, I realized that this has become more of like kind of a personal diary or retrospect on confidence. So like if I was planning this particular topic out, I might've done it differently and this would have been a shorter episode and I would have kept things more general. But you know, as I'm doing this, I feel like this may, and if you're still listening to this 22 minutes in, thank you. <laughs> but like... This may not appeal 
to as many people because I'm, I'm not keeping this general because this is more of kind of my individual process of, of really developing confidence and really talking about like where I was in multiple areas of my life. But I, I'm hoping that this hits one person that is seeing what others are either doing or perceive or positioning themselves to be doing. Um, cause I, I do think that's a big call. There are people, by the way, like there are people in life that aren't just faking it till they make it on the internet or putting out their highlight reel. There are people that are busting their ass, doing their thing. And you know, are, are there's, there's a, there's difference between success and happiness because, uh, you know, success is just whatever you view it is in, in a particular area. So a lot of times, like if we're talking about business, that comes down to your revenue, right? Your profits, things like that. If you're talking about um, things on social media, oh, well, well, what's the reach? What's somebody getting um, as far as like engagement with their posts, you know, or their account? Is their account growing? Like, is their account shrinking? What's going on there? So there's all these metrics and those things you can get very specific and you can say that somebody is successful because they're doing, you know, they're, they're doing this or because this is happening or not happening. But what it really comes down to is there are people that are out there doing the things that you want to do that are checking the boxes of being quote unquote successful that aren't happy, but there are also people that are out there checking the boxes of being successful that are happy. So you, you know, and those are the people, those are the people that I think really look at how they view themselves, whatever their circumstances that they've come from. And you're always going to be dealing with wherever it is that you came from and whatever it is that people have said to you and put into you both good and bad. So what you want to do is you want to be able to take all of this stuff and turn it into how do you view yourself? See, this is really digging into when you're saying, okay, have a positive relationship with yourself. What is it that you really need to get into? You need to get into, you know, looking at what people have said, looking at what people have put on you and examine it for, you know, how true is it? Maybe there, you know, maybe there is some truth into it. If there is, take the part out of it that you need to. Because remember, you got to be honest with yourself. This isn't all about just being happy, happy and fluffy and all this and, you know, not being honest with yourself, you, you got to tell yourself the truth. You got to be able to handle it. You got to be able to realize that, you know, being a perfectionist is a waste of time and that will lead to misery. Having this whole thing that, oh, it has to be perfect before I do anything. Get comfortable with who you are. And like, if you're happy as a perfectionist, cool, <laughs> then continue to do it. I just, I don't think many people are, at least I know from the ones that I've, I've worked with and talked to, they're not. And it's something to work on and it, but it's, and it's an ongoing thing. And you look at it from a percentage standpoint. Again, most of the time in my twenties, I was very insecure. Now, probably 80 plus percent of the time, I'm pretty confident in what it is that I do. And when I'm not, I don't stay in that negative headspace long because yes, I can go back and say, well, you've done this, this, and this, and you're working on this and this is coming along for you. But ultimately, what's most important is I can say to myself, you know what? You're doing what you can. 
and your identity is that you're somebody that is going through the, the, the only journey I see. I don't see weight loss as a journey. I see weight loss as a process. The only journey that I see is my life. And I'm working through that in all areas. Not just weight loss, not just my career, but also my personal relationships with others and the personal relationship I have with myself and other interests. So what you really need to take from this is no matter where you are right now with things, you are enough as an individual. And you really need to start there. And you need to start there again with the exercise that I talked about. Like, look in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye. Start with looking at yourself in the face and smiling and realizing that you've gotten through it. Whatever it is that you've been through, you're here now. And you have the opportunity to really build a better relationship with yourself. Do you view yourself as a fuck up or a failure? Why don't you look at the same, like, at the same events that have happened? And say, you know what? I'm still here. So instead of a failure, I'm a survivor. I've hung on. I'm somebody that doesn't give up. I'm doing what I can. And I realize, and this is the next thing, like realize that if you focus on the process that is your day-to-day and the actions that you take, again, once you start feeling capable, you don't have to worry about faking it until you make it. You'll have genuine confidence. And once you have confidence, and once you start building a better relationship with yourself and you realize that life is not all or nothing, and there's gonna be times where like you you've got some some nasty stuff that you've dealt with. You will continue to have nasty things that you deal with. But once you start seeing yourself as a survivor and somebody that works through things and like figures it out, instead of, oh, I'm just a failure. See, here we go. Life is is crushing me again. Once you look at it from a positive perspective, a genuine positive perspective to where you can become confident, this stuff really starts to change for you. Um, A couple other things as far as with men, and I I went off on the whole thing um, as far as like, as the scale, the the other thing, other thing for guys, um, I know for me, I lost my hair when I was 18 years old. I went from when I went to get my hair cut when I was 15, 16 to, oh, you have such thick, full hair and all this. It's like, oh, your hair is so fine. I didn't even realize that like when they're telling me my hair is fine, it's like falling out. It literally, I feel like it happened over a six month period. It was really weird. And then I went through this whole phase of like when I would get my hair cut, I would have them kind of blend it, fade it in the back and like not do anything in the front, but it was kind of blended in. So it kind of looked like if I didn't have anything really done to the top, it kind of gave the illusion that I had hair. And like, I was so insecure about this and I would hear the commercials on the, on the radio and such, like when I was driving to work about, um, about like, you know, hair loss treatments and stuff like that. And like, I was really insecure about it. And then finally, I mean, one day when, and actually this is when I started at what, um, when I got out of ad sales and, and went to another company, I was like, I'm just going to start shaving my head. And it was funny. Like, cause at first people were like, eh, I don't know. It's a weird look. I don't know. It's, it's different. And, but like after a couple months, people just got used to it. And now like, it's just my look. So something that I was insecure about for years, 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 
Um, it's just funny how when you start looking at things a little bit differently and instead of saying, oh my gosh, you know, what kind of treatments do I need? How, how, how can I like really alter this to bring my hair back? I'm just like, yeah, we'll shave it. It's all good. <laughs> but I mean, like in other things too, like how do you deal with, uh, I, I mentioned, and I think this is a huge thing to come back to. Like, I, I felt like I was always running behind. But then when you stop feeling that way, and again, you start focusing on the processes that you're working through and you look around and you're not looking through, you're not looking at life through this lens of, I suck, everybody else is is crushing it. But you start being able to read between the lines. Like you, I, I know there are people in all areas that are more successful than me in each area. And when I say success, again, I mean, they're, they're hitting the, the visual specific markers but they're also happy when they do it. That to me is success. That is true success. And there's people like crushing, you know, in, in all areas that I do, that I'm involved in health and fitness, podcasting, um, you know, corporate marketing, which is is what I work in now. But see, like what you have to realize is again, my goal. and And I mentioned like, I didn't have a, I wanted to go from sales to marketing. I didn't have a portfolio. I built a portfolio up and over the, the span of, of those years, it, it took some time, but I worked at a marketing agency, worked as a copywriter there. I worked on the agency side of things for a couple of years. And then, um, you know, I, I went back into sales for an opportunity, like what I thought was going to be an opportunity. And then I wound up off of that ended up doing some independent consulting and doing then some freelance creative, like freelance social media and creative work. And then I ended up working in, um, I ended up working in corporate marketing after like combining all this stuff together for a while where it was still selling, doing some creative stuff, working as a personal trainer in a studio again, and like operating everything that is your level of fitness. I don't feel like I'm running behind basically, even though there, there are people that I can look at in each area of the things that I do that are absolutely crushing it. Even when you look at it and you're like, man, I wish I was there. But then you're like my, my almost ultimate default, my, my almost always default on that is if I, in my head, if I'm like, oh, I wish I could be there. But then I, I'm able to say, but I'm here and I'm exactly where I need to be. And, you know, my, my hope on this episode is if you're a guy listening, um, those emotions that you have, you don't have to suppress them. You can let them, you know, like talk to people about them, um, get set up with a mental health professional, you know, counselor, therapist, whatever it is that you need. Like it's a sign of strength and it's a sign of self-awareness, which is the huge thing here. And for any of the women listening, as I've kind of dug through my story a little bit, you might, it, uh, some of the stuff I think if, if helping for you, like maybe you've heard a lot, some of the similar things in your own head. So anybody listening that would really help with, but you know, for the, the women in particular, like when you hear a guy talking about this, like some of this probably sounds familiar. You're like, well, wait a minute. I didn't know that's how they deal with it too. Yeah. That's how we deal with it. So with that, I am going to wrap up here. Um, I have linked to, I should have mentioned this earlier. I don't think I did. 
Uh, I'm going to link to the Whiskey in a Teacup episode that Andy and Jenna did uh, today. So if you want to listen to that, you can. That was the inspiration for this particular episode. Uh, thank you, ladies, for the inspiration. Uh, really, again, wasn't planning on doing a solo episode today, but hey, here we are. So <laughs> thank you guys for for listening. Uh, any thoughts that you have, any comments, any questions, uh, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. I'm at Your Level Fitness. You can email me. That is Daryl at YourLevelFitness.com. Yeah, that's what I... Oh, um, the other thing that they talked about that I think is a huge, huge call out, um, eating disorder versus disordered eating. So eating disordered, definitely diagnosed. And by the way, like if you feel like your relationship with food is at an intensity level to where it could possibly be disordered, please go talk to your doctor about that. Set up the proper um, pathway to, to actually get diagnosed. Um, I can tell you and, and disordered eating, and they talked about this is basically like any kind of out of the, I don't want to say any kind of like any kind of out of the ordinary part of your relationship with food. And we all have that to some extent. The only thing that I I really will say on disordered eating is look at that as a particular scale, like on a one to 10 scale, if 10 is completely, um, you know, like this is constantly on your mind, it's constantly involved in your uh, day to day, then that would be a 10. And if you're anywhere near 10, um, definitely talk to a medical professional about getting diagnosed for having an eating disorder, much like again, the uh, speaking to men saying that it is a strength to um, be able to identify that you need to talk to somebody about your emotions and the things that you're going through. It is a strength to take the step to get, you know, checked out and possibly diagnosed with an eating disorder. It is a sign of strength. Um, but again, on the, on the disordered eating piece, going back to that, um, it's really on that sliding scale. Like it's just, it's looking at your tendencies around food that may or you know that may be out of the ordinary and the benchmark that I like to look at this and a question that I I think if you're somebody that's trying to really really get your relationship with health and fitness eating exercise all that stuff is just I like asking the question like what would a non-dieter do in this particular situation like and if that's kind of your north star on stuff um you're able to kind of see something to, to work towards over time. And again, this is like what we're talking about with confidence. You're not going to be 100% on within with this, but if you can get to the point now where it's uh, right now, everything is, is constantly on your mind. You're in your head about it to where you scale that stuff back, um, over time that, that I think is, is a goal to have. And again, like if you're somebody that has an eating disorder, this is something that maybe you can work towards in the future. Because it, just like, just like, it's so funny how everything's tied together, right? In the relationship that you have with yourself. Uh, it's not a coincidence, by the way. It's just the way that things are. Um, you know, if you're able to, if you're, if you're able to see this stuff differently, and then you're able to actually get to the point where you're happy with how you view food, how you view exercise, and how that ties into how you view yourself, that I think is the ultimate goal. Uh, the one thing I will say, uh, I do also believe that disordered eating 
uh, or things that have to do with disordered eating, I think we all have to some extent. The difference when you come across somebody that has an actual eating disorder that's been diagnosed or should be, again, we're talking about that one to 10 scale on intensity, is that level of intensity when they're talking about it. I just, I know from the handful of times because when people work with me on habit-based nutrition, there there have been times where I've told people like, you know, I, I don't think working with me on this is going to be the best thing for you. I think that, you know, going and going more of a, a medically, um, going a more of a, a medically supervised program would be best. Um, and a lot, and, and if they haven't, you know, just like talk to your doctor about it and see what the steps are. But when you talk to somebody that actually has an eating disorder, the level of intensity is noticeably different now. And again, it comes up in certain conversations in certain ways because there are some times that, um, you know, they're, they kind of blend it in with the conversation, uh, and they, they don't come, but they kind of blend it in. But at times when the conversation actually starts, I just know I've been noticeably not really taken back, but it pa- I paused for a moment because of the level of intensity. So, um, but again, I, I think if you're, anywhere on the fence where you think you might have an eating disorder, um, or your disordered eating is leading to an eating disorder, then, uh, definitely talk to your qualified medical professional, talk to your doctor, take the steps that you need to, uh, to get evaluated and diagnosed. And again, diagnosed is not a, a, you know, it's, it's a sign of strength that you actually, you know, went through the process of saying, Hey, you know what? Again, self-awareness, this is what it is. Let's figure it out. So with that, (laughs) I know I've been all over the place with this particular episode. I'm going to head off for today. Thank you for always. Thank you as always for listening. And I will talk to you again real soon.